We are legends. Welcome to We Are Legends, the unofficial podcast for DC Legends Mobile. I am Slow Beast, and with me, as always, is Hate Mail. We have a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it. Breaking news. All right, so some exciting news. We got the PvP scoring system is live and working, hopefully as intended. Also, we have the new community manager, WB Stanner. Welcome, Stanner. I've noticed he, he or she has been very active on the new message boards already and already made an appearance on reddit so that's a, a good sign to come hopefully yeah hopefully we can get some more information out of them i feel like that's of everything this game has had the communication is probably the the weakest problem uh, you know the thing that people get most upset about yeah because a lot of the a lot of the problems we'd be a lot more forgiving if we knew hey they're aware of the problem they're working on it this is a rough timetable of some way shape or form right yeah, I think communication is probably huge in that area. Hopefully we can expect uh, new things, good things to come in that aspect of the game. Yeah, uh, early early indications are at least good, so we'll see. Yep. Uh, the Christmas specials, well, there was a lot of really good Christmas specials. Um, good sales, uh, obviously ending with uh, Wonder Woman. Princess of, what is it? Hate? The Mersa. Okay. Uh, for one energy. Yeah, that was a great one. I wish I didn't have her already enough shards to be Legendary 5, but... Obviously, I'm getting to a point where I can't be that picky anymore on those types of things. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you get to uh, complain about sales. Yeah, but other than that, there was there was some good sales throughout the 12 days. Um, some of the sales not as good, but uh, for the most part, I think they did a good job of kind of catering to the community and giving us some stuff that we uh, really helped us out, I felt. Yeah, like. there was quite a few good sales. The, the one with the... Granted, it had Huntress in it, which I wasn't happy about, but it had Batgirl and... Who was the other? The third person. Oh, uh, Hawk, Hawk Girl? No, it was Batgirl, Huntress, it was Birds of Prey. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Black Canary. Oh, was it Black Canary? You're right, it was Black Canary. Which, I Black Canary, I, you know, at least the shards weren't wasted, but I really wanted to take Batgirl up, so I, I ended up getting one of those to take her to Legendary 3. Nice. I think we're going to hear some more about that in the future. Yeah, I, I I'm just started playtesting Batgirl, so it was a little early to do some information on it. You'll see some video of her. Uh, she's fast becoming a character i really like i, I would we'll talk about her in, in future episodes quite heavily all right so um we did have uh, as we indicated earlier the new community manager has dropped some pretty big news uh the character reworks for next month are going to be shazam and black adam yeah they the what they talked about in the overviews shazam sounds pretty neat they plan to still keep him a taunter he's gonna have stamina up He's going to have overhealing. He's going to have damage immunity as part of his kit. Um, he looks, from what they're saying, he's going to have a counterattack with turn meter up when allies take damage. And then it sounds like his basic or one of his abilities are going to also still are going to stun targets. So pretty heavy rework, but it sounds, sounds quite good. I, I'm excited to see what they do with him. I invested in Shazam a long time ago. I, I remember that. I only have him Legendary 1, but he's mostly geared. I haven't taken him to 11 yet, but... Now I'm going to be doing that very soon, and I don't have to invest in uh, rings at least, which is the most expensive part. So I'm excited for his rework. That'd be interesting. And then Black Adam, they didn't release a whole lot of information. The, one of the disappointing parts was that now I doubt Lobo's getting reworked. 
Um, but it sounds like Black Adam's going to be yet another Deathstroke Lobo potential counter because it says he increases his damage when enemies have lower health. So as you, as you knock them down and also when enemies die. And then it says damage immunity in his kit when he defeats someone as well. So it sounds like every time you kill Baby Lobo or Deathstroke, he's going to buff up as well. So if you have maybe a combo between characters, a bleeder and him, something along those lines, sounds like it'd be a, a good counter to the existing Deathstroke meta that has started to return. Yep, so we have some bugs to talk about. Ew, ew, bugs everywhere! Yeah, they fixed Red Hood, which we kind of expected, where he no longer stops people from reviving completely, which I, which is fine. We kind of expected that. He still does what he needs to do in blocking Deathstroke. Problem is, is that there's bugs where he's not blocking Deathstroke. All hail Deathstroke. And one of the things that we've all noticed is that when Baby Lobo dies, if he doesn't have heal immunity, he'll res. Deathstroke doesn't gain his buffs, which he's not supposed to. But then the second time he dies, Deathstroke gains buffs equivalent to Baby Lobo dying seven times. And if you have a Lobo on your team, your Lobo will taunt suddenly a gazillion times. Hmm. So all kinds of weird. I've, we've noticed that even with heal immunity up, sometimes Grundy will revive and then give Deathstroke seven times buffs. Um, I've had some weird things happen. I had one match where it was a super low team. I got used to putting them on auto with Red Hood and... I look back and all of a sudden my whole team's dead. I'm like, what the heck happened? So I put on auto again and I notice my whole team's dying because <laughs> Deathstroke is getting an insane amount of buffs from these this little wimpy team. Right. So they, you know, one of the things is they really, I just, I can't understand one why they're releasing these updates right before the weekend. So then the entire weekend we have these bugs, and then two, I, if they're doing any playtesting, I'd be surprised by. But if they are, they're not doing very much. Why they don't have some kind of test server or, I mean, there's people like us in the community that would happily test some of this stuff and report Absolutely. the bugs. Hopefully with this new community manager, maybe some of that communication goes out faster and things get fixed faster. But these last several updates for quite some time have been bug fests and starting to get a little frustrating. Yeah, I hadn't seen the Deathstroke bugs yet, but I, I have seen some other bugs and I've had a few times where I've won a PvP match and it just sits at the screen and never loads my uh, rewards, so... I uh, I think other people have been having that problem as well. Yeah, it's uh, really bad with resers, and if you have, especially if you have Red Hood, it's, it don't it happens to me like fifty percent of the time if I have Red Hood as the leader. Yeah, so that's really disappointing that we're having so many bugs. But hopefully they, uh, like you said, the new community manager will get out there and start giving us some information on when we can expect some fixes. And also just report back to the developers that we're seeing these bugs so rampant. Yeah. So, uh, Rightling pointed out the combat targeting changes. Uh, basically, this was dropped with the PvP changes and went live today. Uh, targeting at combat has been updated to make taunting and invisibility more consistent and valuable. Invisible heroes cannot be counterattacked, and random attacks will no longer target invisible heroes. Also, random attacks will always target a hero that is taunting. Have you noticed this in your PvP? You know, I, I don't think I was paying attention to it. Um, this has been an unusually busy week for me at work, so I hadn't, you know, I played PvP, but I was kind of muscling through it, trying to learn some of the characters for our in-depth analysis, so I didn't really notice this initially, but now that I started paying attention to it, um, after seeing Rightling post this in Discord, it just kind of went under the radar for me. But this is a big deal for a lot of characters. Um, I was playing with Mirror Master, um, which will be in our in-depth character analysis, and I was noticing that he, he seemed a lot better than 
when I'd faced him in the past. So I think some of this had come into play. Also, I hadn't even I haven't played Superman as a leader in a long time, but this suddenly makes his value significantly higher. Yeah, I, I actually had noticed this. I didn't realize that it had taken effect and I was doing some PvP once the checking out the new uh tiered PvP system for rewards and I did notice the targeting uh had changed and that the random attacks and triggered attacks from the other team were only attacking my taunters and uh I was only attacking the taunter on their team. So I, I did happen to notice it but I didn't realize that it was a I just thought it was a um, random event. But now that it's I know it's um on purpose that does change things and, and I can see how that would make certain uh characters more valuable. Of course it's gonna make Harley Quinn even more pertinent than she already is, but <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's exactly who I was thinking of. Alright, time once again for some in depth character analysis with hate. Who you got for us this week? This week we're gonna do two characters I've wanted to do for a long time, which are Mirror Master and Killer Frost. Played both of them. I haven't got to play them quite as much as I normally would like for this, but I still wanted to talk about them because I was having a lot of fun with these characters. Um, my initial thought process was to do a, test a team where I had Captain Cold lead, Mirror Master, and Killer Frost, or a speed down team that had um, a different leader but having a Reverse Flash on the team. So mm -hmm. that team, unfortunately, just with the way the meta set up, it didn't quite perform the way I was hoping it would. I think it will when you don't have the weird bugs with the baby lobos and things like that i think once things go back to normal that because i faced that team in the past and it is such a brutal team to face just in the current state of things i couldn't make that team work the way i wanted to but we'll start with mirror master he's a really fun character he's got a lot of utility with the invisibility combat targeting change that's going to make him even better but he does quite a bit of damage and his biggest thing is his speed downs which happen every turn with his legendary upgrade which i would for his legendaries, just to go through that real quick, I would go 4, 5, 1, and then either 2 or 3. I, I can't decide on the last 2 just yet. I only have them legendary 2, slowly getting grinding them to legendary 3 with alliance purchases. But the first upgrade I would absolutely go with is his passive ability. It's an 87% chance to apply 1 speed down to a random enemy at, after each ally's turn. And then the legendary upgrade gives him another plus 1 to speed. So he's dropping 2 speed downs every turn after every character, and that, that's a ton of speed downs. So you can you can quickly fill up the team. He also has another passive ability. It's a 61% chance to deal damage to all enemies at the end of the turn if speed downs on every enemy. Well, that's a pretty high chance, and you, the legendary upgrade is plus 60%. You can wipe out characters with this. Once you have that speeds downs across the team, it does a crap ton of damage, and especially with the heavy physical meta, is why I would recommend that upgrade second. Um, it's a very good ability. He's a fun character. The next one I would go with is his basic, which I'm looking forward to having. It's damage to an enemy, 60% chance to gain ability, but the legendary upgrade makes it special damage. So it does a lot more damage to the character. Right now, it packs a pretty decent punch, but I think once you can turn it into special damage, you can, it also has a better play with intelligence up characters. There's a lot of different things you can do with that. And then the last two are the also in gain invisibility. I don't tend to cast that too often in the match, but I think if you're gaining invisibility... That allows his some of his other abilities to, to do better, and it helps keep him alive a little bit longer. The last one's just negative one cooldown on his um, apply for agility and the speed downs and the negative turn meter, which you use pretty. You're going to use usually early in the match. Usually, it's your opening move most of the time. 
So having that up more frequently might be more useful than the gain invisibility. I haven't really decided yet. Well, let me ask you, with the change to the targeting system, do you think the invisibility is going to be more important now that you're prioritizing? Yeah, and that's that was one of the things I was thinking about. Um, his basic has a 60% chance to give invisibility already. So I'm not sure if you want to waste the turn casting, apply invisibility and a 34% shield to an ally. Um, I mean, that can be useful on certain characters, but you normally want to put that shield on a taunter, but you don't want them to turn invisible. It kind of would defeat the purpose at that point. Right. But, I mean, you can keep some of your squishier characters alive while you have a taunter and visible other people. So, and now that they're not getting targeted by random attacks, it might might be better. I haven't really decided on that. He works well on a lot of different teams, surprisingly. Um, I, I like pairing him, of course, with Killer Frost so that you can add the speed downs. He pairs well with um, Reverse Flash. He pairs well with Captain Cold. Pairs well with Suicide Squad Deadshot, which I do not have geared out yet with the speed downs on that team. So there's there's a lot of different matchups that work well with him. He's a pretty good character overall. Like I said, he can hit pretty hard. What I like too is that when you're fighting, for example, like a Deathstroke team, and you'll see this in some of the videos, is once you down to one or two characters, that means the entire enemy team has speed down. So every time he uses basic, he casts his AoE. And you'll see in some matches where he'll do like 30,000, 40,000 damage with it. And it will hmm. just kill everything. Wow. So he's an interesting character. I mean, he's not he's not super, super powerful, but he's good overall. Okay. Next one on the list is Killer Frost. She has a lot of interesting synergies. She works well with the speed down teams because she has on her um, third ability, she'll apply three speed downs. Where she really shines, though, is on the stun teams. There was a team I was running that you're going to see a lot of video of that has Hal Jordan, Green Lantern lead, Killer Frost, Wonder Woman, Hawk Girl. Another one I had was Wonder Woman lead, Catwoman, Killer Frost, and Hawk Girl. I like Hawk Girl with her because that extra stun, sometimes you'll stun two people. Her basic, if you have that upgraded, which usually you can't afford to do that until Legendary 4, I would say, gives you 50% extra damage, and that does a ton of damage. Her passive ability, every time a character is stunned, she gains 24% health, and then she can also, if you do the Legendary upgrade, she'll gain four intelligence ups. And it decreases the cooldown time of your stun, so you can just constantly stun lock characters. The downside to her is she is a little slow. So you know, a lot of times the matches are you know too far along before you can use a lot of her abilities. And she doesn't have a ton of life, but she's got a she can take a few hits, so she's not too bad with that. Um, overall, good character. Lots of interesting synergies. There's a lot of different stunners in the game now, so she kind of fits into a lot of those. Um, so. Definitely has a place on a lot of teams, and it's a fun, neat-looking character to mess around with. Yeah, I've always thought she was an interesting-looking character, and I've been needing to try to uh, upgrade her, but I only have her at Legendary 1, so that makes it a little more difficult. Definitely, she's going to have to upgrade her and give her a shot. Yeah, no. Like I said, she with stun teams or speed-down teams, those are where she shines. I mean, mm -hmm. she can work well on her own, but you really don't... She doesn't seem... She isn't as good by herself. She You really need that pairing to make her worth taking over other characters. All right. Well, we mentioned it earlier. Let's talk about the PvP star system. Uh, now that it's live, the range of stars that you can get. Uh, I've been doing some PvP and checking it out. Have you checked it out? Yeah, I didn't get to play it long. Obviously, this dropped about two hours before we started recording this. So, uh, But I kind of looked through it. I was looking um, at my, le my leaderboard and how it works. And unfortunately, I'm a little disappointed. I was I had high hopes for this really changing up the PvP leaderboard, but it really is just the same system and different wrapping. The low, what I see on my board, the majority of them are three to six, where I can earn one extra point. 
And then I have a handful of six to nine, which basically I can earn one extra point. If you get two stars, they add those together. So on matches where I lost a character, I was getting plus five, which was what I was getting before. And then on matches where I lost a character on the six to nine, I was getting plus eight. So that's pretty much what I was earning before. And I noticed that for the you know baby Lobo abusers, their plus their former plus eighteens, they are earning a little bit less points, so they're earning plus thirteen instead of plus eighteen. Um, but if they can manage to keep a second character alive, they're earning just as many points as there was earning before with the potential of earning up to 20. There's minor tweaks where you'll earn a little bit less or a little bit more, but I don't feel like there's much of a change at all. So from what I've noticed in my, I played quite a bit of PVP since the new system dropped because I was interested in what it was going to do and affect me. And for my take, I've noticed that this is actually a hindrance to me, probably more so than you, because uh, I before would try to take uh, the plus eights or the plus twelves uh, uh, and try to move up the board quickly by beating those teams that were a higher ranking than me. But now I'm not I'm not getting those trophies because usually I lose a character or two during that. So now it's less trophies for me. And even on the the three to six range trophies, I'm probably going to drop a character. So uh, I guess I guess ultimately I'm saying the same thing as you. I am ending up right back at the same trophies I was at before. Yeah, because uh, if you had the plus twelve, if you lose one character, you're gonna earn twelve, just like. But you I, have. but I'm not gonna lose one character in that in that match. I usually lose three characters and just barely win it. That's how it's always been for me. Because I'm fighting a team that's so much stronger than I am. I'm usually losing characters, so I end up instead of getting my plus twelve, I'm getting my plus eight. But I had to fight a a tough, much tougher team. Right. So you'll earn a little bit less than you were earning. It makes me earn trophies at a slower rate. Which that can that can be the difference between me staying in. I'll I'll let you know as I play with it if it's harder for me to stay in the leagues that I'm I've, I'm trying to stay in to get the rewards that I'm looking for. But I think it's going to be more difficult for me to stay in those those uh, ranges. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't I don't see any change for me personally. But if it does change, you know, the rest of the grouping, maybe I'll see a change indirectly. Right. Um, All those players that were up in your group that shouldn't have been there may fall out. Right. Well, we ideally we'd be able to give a good assessment on our next um, podcast, but unfortunately, I'm going to be traveling for the holidays, and Slow is going to be working through the holiday, so we're going to pre-record our next episode. So the one after that, we'll give a new uh, a, a retake on this. Share yeah, we should be able to revisit it and give a. I'm sure everyone will know how the system's working at that point, and we'll be able to tell for sure how it is affecting us. We just want to give a. Goodbye to Bam Bam, the former leader of our alliance. He uh, has joined Talons, and French Fries is a new leader of our alliance, the Court of Owls. Uh, you can check him out over on the Oddsman, the episode that just dropped. Yeah, Talons is our feeder, our retirement alliance. So that's where our alliance mates who may uh, may come back one day, they can go to retirement in our Talons group. French Fries took over as our leader, as he mentioned, and we wanted to mention, since we have had a few of our, our high-ranking members move on from the game, we are looking for a few members for the Court of Owls. Our general expectation is about 1,000 points per week. We're a super laid-back alliance. We don't ba- beat you up about points every week. Um, we just have that kind of unspoken expectation for a points. Um, 1,000, you know, it's aggressive, but it's not super high. So if you're uh, an active player, and usually it's difficult if you're free to play, but if you're slightly pay to win um, you probably meet that threshold we're almost always in the top 10 obviously with the holidays and a few members changing out i think we missed this past week but we've missed maybe once or twice our entire 
our entire grouping, and we have an awesome group of high-ranking players. Time for the PvP tier listing, and this group is called Characters You Want to Get Around to Eventually. Not bad characters, but only work in certain specific situations. More fun than highly effective. Yeah, this group is... You know, they're good characters. They fit on certain teams, but they're not one you're saying, oh, I need to add this character to this team because it's suddenly going to make this team much better. Unless it has a synergy with another character or you you have a specific reason to bring this character. Um, starting at the bottom of the list, we're going to go with our brand new Penguin. I took him to Legendary 3. I've been messing around with him a little bit with turn meter manipulation teams. And he is a fun character. He's very tanky, but... He just he hits so weak that you really can't bring him as your only physical character if you're facing a strong blue character because he, he just he can't cut it. Yeah, he's not going to take down a blue, but he definitely is going to be hard to take out. So with this new PvP system, he may be a good character to think about. That's why he's in this tier and not the one below it. I don't think he needs a rework, and he he's not he's not a bad character, but he uh, he works pretty well. I think I, I want to play with him more with turn meter manipulation teams because I think he does have a, a pretty good place there but i haven't had him at legendary three long enough to test that out further next on the list is aquamoa once again he's another not bad character but he requires a few things to be great he he needs to get buffed up quickly he needs to not attack harley quinn and get nuked right out of the gate so you gotta <laughs> you gotta have a few things for him um but he can do some massive damage i mean you can wipe out greens with him so whenever you're facing certain energy comps and you don't have taunter that you really are scared of you throw aquamon on the team and massacre them next on the list is raven she's another character i really like her i haven't geared her out yet but just from what i've seen and messing around with her a little bit at the lower gear levels from everything i've seen she dies so fast she just has no life yeah i love raven and i geared her out to gear level 10 but she cannot take a hit that is her biggest drawback. Um, I guess she is pretty useful against Harley Quinn. I've never tested her, and I've never really seen anybody using her against her. But she's got a, an ability that can't miss. She can remove, I think I remember, I think it's nine buffs. So uh, she, I believe it's eight, but yeah, it's a lot. So she could wipe out all Harley's taunt and all her evasions right out of the gate. Her leadership used to be somewhat useful, but now that you're not really scared of crits as much, she's a character that could just use a little tweak, and she would be great. Um, she's also extremely slow. Which is her other big it's knock. Ten buffs. Sorry, I just looked it up. Okay, so so maybe she's a little better than I'm giving her credit for. She's a character I've kind of had in the back of my mind that I want to gear out and level up. but Yeah, maybe at gear 11 she'll be a little better, but I know at gear 10 she's just so squishy. She does a lot of damage, and that buff removal is great, but that's rough whenever she uh, gets hit once and she basically is dead. Yeah, and we'll have a few videos of slow throwing around a team to die quickly. Sure. Uh, Hippolyta is next on our list. She's one I've only ever faced her once at gear 11. I actually just took her to level 70 and was going to start gearing her, and I ran out of time because I wanted to test her with some call assist teams with Batgirl. She is pretty tanky, and you know she's got that she's got the big assist. She's got the strength ups, so she's got a lot of kit. But once again, she's she's a mystic that can die fairly quickly, and she doesn't bring a ton to the team. So maybe she's another one that deserves to be a little bit higher, but I definitely need to play with her more, and I haven't seen a lot of other people talking about how good she is in any way, shape, or form, or seen her much, so she's one that you probably get around to eventually. Another character on the list is Poison Ivy. I know a lot of people probably would rank her a lot higher. Um, she does seem to be much improved at Gear 11. Her AI is too dumb, though. I haven't geared her out myself, so I haven't really got to play with her, but when I face her, she's always so dumb that 
I can't merit her being a higher character, but uh, in the hands of the human controller, she probably is a pretty good character. And she's one that I'm probably going to gear out sooner than later just because I want to mess around with some of those weird comps and copy mm-hmm. buffs and all those things. And next on the list is Firestorm. He hits hard when he's buffed up, you know, extremely hard. You know, I've seen certain teams with MJ Harley Quinn, Dr. Fate, Livewire. I could see that working pretty well. But he just takes too many turns to really get moving. You know, a powerful AoE has been pretty dangerous. Maybe putting a Red Hood-led team with Firestorm, MJ, and maybe Livewire would be a really strong comp. One I'd like to try. He's kind of on my on my list, but there's so many other characters I need to do first. But he is fun, and he, he does do a lot of damage, and he does a lot of special damage. So he's not a bad character. He's just kind of in that niche area. Mm-hmm. Um, also on this list, and some people might put her a little higher, is Enchantress. She's a pretty good character, especially with Bane. Having her as a leader with Bane is pretty awesome. She's one of my MVPs for Red Alerts. Anytime I see a energy-heavy team, I throw her on as leader and get all those overheals. But by herself, you know, outside of a team that's specifically designed around her, she just she dies too fast. She doesn't do enough healing or enough damage to be a, a strong Mystic. You can't even take out energy characters fast enough with her. So she's one of those ones I wouldn't rush to gear out. And next on the list, the Mighty has fallen with the Flash. He used to be one of the best characters. He's still a good character, especially if you can get enough of his speed-ups going. But Reverse Flash is just so much better than he is. There's no reason to take him over Reverse Flash. He just needs just a little bit more, and I think he'd be a great character. I've seen him be pretty good. I had one match when Flash was the Alliance Mission Reward. My MJ Harley Quinn got hit by his red vortex took almost a dead and then the next turn he did his auto attack and ignored her evasion again which that's what happens when the ai is controlling especially if they're much higher level than you good character not bad especially if you're a a starter player and you have you know a lot of access to flash shards you know he's worth gearing out mildly i wouldn't go crazy but he does really well especially in pve because he attacks so often and some of the events you can stack up his maximum amount of speed ups Next on the list was Captain Cold. Um, I was tempted to put him a little bit lower, and he's probably the weak, one of the weakest ones of the top group if I were to keep him a little higher. But he's still a good character. He does good damage. He has a lot of utility. He's a little too slow. His basic is great against physicals, but against mystics or energy characters, it's kind of on the weak side. His AoE does good damage, but you only use that once per match, and it does remove yeah. buffs, which is nice. Um, as leader... He has some fun things you can do with counterattacks. But overall, he's a character that you're not going to put him on your team unless you're building a team around his leadership or around his utility. So he's not a character I would recommend gearing out early. He's another character that's kind of an add-on, kind of a Mm -hmm. niche, neat character. Next on the list is Medfil. He's a pretty good character. I was tempted to put him a little bit higher. His basic does good damage. Having that two-turn damage immunity is fantastic. And then the strength downs can neuter a character. Oh, yeah. So he does. He has some good synergies. As leader, he's got this um, turn meter up, which is pretty good. But he's just outclassed by so many of the other characters that I couldn't justify putting him higher. He's a character I do want to take up sooner than later as well. And I've been saying that about pretty much every character, which is fairly true. Good character. Serves a lot of purposes. You could, you could definitely make a good team with him. That's why he's higher on this list than some of the other ones. I was tempted to put him in that next tier up, but he didn't quite make the cut. And next one on here, and... She, I went back and forth. I copied and pasted her back and forth from the list up in this list is Star Sapphire. She's got a really strong basic, and if they would have left her AoE to proc the buff immunity, uh, debuff immunity, what is it, buff immunity. Um, yeah, it's 20% wait. chance to apply buff immunity to each enemy. Yeah. Before it would 
cast on everybody. And if they had kept her that way, I wish they would have because that actually made her she's slow and weak. So it I didn't think it made her overpowered at all by having that, but it made her uh, you know an upper echelon character. But without that, it still procs a lot. You still see it. Well, her it, her first ability is special damage. She's not that weak. No, I, I'm talking about taking hits. Oh, yeah, she yeah. Dies yeah. Really she dies She takes a hit. She can't take a hit at all. That's true. Um, she's got a good heal. I wish I healed it overhealing. And I mm-hmm. think if they adjusted that, that would make her a little bit more useful. But her basic does a crap ton of damage to energy characters. And her AoE does a good amount of damage. does the strength downs, but the strength downs don't last long. I think it's only one turn. So can't really rely on that as a, a strong suit. I, I used to try to put her with Emerald Archer. And she does have a, some mends if you get her legendaries up high enough. But she's just, just a little bit lacking. Otherwise, she, she'd be one of those stronger characters. Yeah. And that's it for this list. On our Christmas special, we're going to talk about all the rest of the list. Yep. All right. And uh, once again, we'd like to say thank you to our patrons, Richard, JP, Joe, and TJ. And we're going to have a special Q&A episode that we're going to drop in a few days. It's our first Q&A episode for our patrons, and we're just going to make it available to everybody so that uh, you guys can get a taste of what uh, will be available, part of what's available to our patrons. Yeah, we'll release it to the patrons first. It'll be available three days after that for everyone else. And we'll pr- probably drop it to YouTube as well, just so that that audience can see it. But we typically won't have video with that episode. All right, that's it. Do you like the show? Consider becoming a patron and get a special show each month, our special Q&A episode. It's only a dollar to have access to this. Check it out at patreon.com. We are our legends. Thanks for listening. <laughs> You're not going to say anything? We are.